Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Allie. We are so glad you've joined us today. Our podcast is a platform for women to share their stories. We have a different woman share a story on the first of every month. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but in the end, it's always encouraging. Be sure to hit subscribe so you'll be alerted the next time we have a podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, livingoutloud.today. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the show. Now it's time to meet our next guest. Hey, hey, it is June, and I can't believe it. Summer is here. Oh, my goodness. I love summer, though. I do, too. But I am ready for fall to roll around by the t- by the end of summer. I'm oh. ready for just a little, like, cooler yeah. weather. Because, you know, like, August is pretty brutal. Yes. God's so cool like that. He knew we would need seasons that we get tired easy of, you know, the same thing. Right. So, thank you, Jesus, for seasons. Um. I have a question. This is kind of a weird, gross. I'm nervous. Yeah, it's a little gross. Well, kind of. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let me find it real quick because I'm. I thought I had it, but is there's first of all there is a word that's been used at my house by my ten year old a lot lately. Okay. It's not like a. And he's a boy. It's not a new word for like all time. But for him to say it at certain times, I'm like, okay. well, what? What are you saying? But I found out that this is a new word that, maybe not new, but new to me. Yeah. Um, could be new um, that people are saying. Okay. So he says that's so satisfying. I'm like, what? Okay, so what? he said it the first time about this thing that is really funny to me. Okay. So it's called SMR. SMR. Okay. Hold on. Let me find it. I thought I had it. SMR. So it's like when you're listening to people and watching people eat food. So he was watching this thing and he was like, "This is so satisfying." And I'm like, "Watching what? people eat is that is it is it saying that watching people eat is satisfying?" And listening. So we were on vacation this summer. <laughs> no, in December. I'm sorry. I know it's weird, right? Yeah. But he's not. He he doesn't just use it for that. But it. Yeah. That was. I was like, "That's funny that you're saying satisfying." And somebody else he's saying, saying like, "Oh, that's so satisfying." satisfying. Yeah, that sounds so proper. Right. Like, it's kind of like, okay, this is gross, but like yeah. some people like to pick blackheads. Yeah. Right? They say it's satisfying, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, I've never heard anybody say it's satisfying, but that's what he's meaning. Like, yeah. some people like that, like Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is like watching food. And so he showed this to me, but also when we were in, uh, back to what I was saying, in December, mm-hmm. we were at Disney World and we okay. had this room where. It was like open and two beds and two TVs. Mm-hmm. And so he had the TV on and um, he was watching this and listening to it. And where he was saying <laughs> it was satisfying. I'm like, this is annoying and driving me crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't watch this. Right. So it's kind of like, like, I can't listen to somebody chew chips right beside uh-huh. me if I hear it. Yeah. Or eat cereal, slurping their milk. You know what I mean? So they're pretty much changing the definition of satisfying to what it used to be. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have to find this. Based on what's satisfying to your personal. Yes. It's called SMR. I'm look. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, while you look, I'm going to okay. tell you the opposite happens to me. And this is hilarious probably because I've told my husband this and he, he made fun of me. But 
Okay, so going back to, not satisfying, but going back to watching people eat. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, like, pulled up to a stoplight and you look over and there's somebody just, like, smashing a hamburger? Like, it's lunchtime, they're hungry, and they're just, like, eating and enjoying it and nothing matters in the world and they don't care that they're eating it that slop, like sloppy and you're just looking at them? Have you have ever experienced maybe, something like that? Okay, so or somebody eating it. something. Yeah. I cry. It makes me cry. When you're watching them? Yes. Because <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, like, they are loving their food so like much. And I'm, like, you're emotionally, like, happy for them? so happy for them. Oh, okay. Isn't that weird? It, like, triggers something, in which I love food. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. But, like, when I see somebody just, like, eating... And sometimes I'm like, what if this is their last meal? Which it's not. I don't know why my Ellie, brain goes there. Hilarious. I don't know. It's embarrassing. I You're just like, is this that. weird? I but I'm think... like, oh my gosh. Like, that's amazing. Like, it makes me tired. That... Not tired. It makes me tear up. Yeah. That's making me laugh. I know. Because no, I don't think I would cry. I know. It's a weird. Um, I know. You'd laugh. Be like, look at them. They're like killing that cheeseburger. Like, I'm crying. Like, so happy that they're like truly <laughs> enjoying their lunch. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. I wish we could video your face when I watch it. Okay. I found it. Okay. I found it, listeners. Okay. okay. So, there's different ones. This is called Popular ASMR. Okay. You, I want you, you guys to go and look it up. Okay. And let me turn it up. Y'all can't see it, but we're watching it and you guys can hear it. Okay, let's get to another one. This girl is eating some kind of ice cream. Okay, that's disgusting. I don't know why. Ew. <laughs> You're not crying. But listen. Like eating crunchy tacos. That's supposed to be satisfying to watch. Listen, you hear that sound? I heard that for an hour when we were at Disney World in that little hotel room because my 10-year-old was watching that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, listeners, if this is satisfying to you, please let us know because I'm curious. We're we're probably going to have a lot of college students along with a wide range of age listening today because Bruce Swan is our guest. Yes. And I know that they've heard of this. Absolutely. Because my college student and I'm a teenager introduced okay, can we turn that off? Oh my goodness, my I can't take it. Ten-year-old. <laughs> That's hilarious. I learned something new today. That's awesome. I hope we didn't gross y'all cool. out. Like, I'm not like a person to talk about gross weird stuff, but. Yeah. I mean, no, that's good. I mean, I learned something. I mean, ASMR? Yeah. Something like that? I think that's what it was. I, I, I just had to know if you had heard of it. I'd never heard of it. Um, but that's interesting. Okay. Switching gears real quick. So, I wanted to bring this up because we have talked about this in our previous podcast um, several months ago in our small talk. We talked about. What we do if we feel like we are in a threatened environment, like somebody could hurt us, attack us, like, and we talked about the stare, which is what uh-huh. I do. I just right. glare at them. Yep. And you talked about your different methods, and I used yours what was last weekend. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story, but this is what Amanda taught me. So I was in Hot Springs, my hometown, and I was in the downtown area early in the morning with my son, and it just felt... There were not a lot of people around, Mm -hmm. and it just didn't feel comfortable. And there was a man, 
who was walking and he made me feel really uncomfortable because he kept looking back at us and looking forward. And he might've just been looking at my baby cause he's cute, but it still made me really uncomfortable because as I looked around, there was no one around. So if he decided to do anything, like mm-hmm. no one would see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a vulnerable position pushing my child in a stroller. Yeah. So I immediately looked over towards the bus stop which is kind of far away, but I could see some movement around there. And I'm like, Bentley, say hi to Dada. Hi, Dada. And we're waving, and I'm jumping around. I'm like, there he sees us. Hi, Dada. And Bentley's like, Dada, Dada. So confused. Like, I don't see him. And that man just, like, turned and walked off. Yay. And I was like, wow. Like, he really believed someone was watching us. And I felt protected. So, thank oh, you for that awesome. tip. awesome. I was yeah. like, what did I, what was mine? Because it's been a while since we Yeah, talked you about talked it. about in the store with your boys. And so, like, <laughs> to our listeners, if you don't remember the episode we had a few years ago, we talked about that. Yeah. And, and Allie's was staring them down. And right. mine was just yelling out my husband's name when my husband wasn't there. Yeah. And my young boys would be like, what? What, what? is she talking like, about? Like, thinking I was crazy because they knew that dad was not with us. But I'd be like, hey, right. I'm coming. Well, and when the baby can't talk, it doesn't matter. Right. Because he right. can't, like, rat you out and be like, that's dad's right. not here. You yeah. know? So it works. Well, I'm glad Thanks it for the tip. It saved our life. Awesome. I'm so glad. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hear from Bree. Bree Swan is a Christian social media influencer. Her rawness and vulnerability about healing is echoed in everything she creates in a wide range of avenues, including songwriting, spoken word poetry, viral TikToks, and her new romance novel, April Showers. Her boldness to speak loudly about the Lord's closeness to the brokenhearted has inspired many and continues to reach millions of people across the globe through her social media. Hey, hey, Bree, thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is so cool. I love having friends who listen to our podcast and and love our podcast and send us amazing guest. I do too. So my friends, our friends, Suzanne uh-huh. McManus sent us a message with your video, Brie, um, and said, I think that well, this is a friend of ours and she would be great for your podcast. So I listened, we listened and we felt the same. And so we're just so excited that this is the time that you're here to share your story with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so glad that we're connected and I love everything that you guys are doing with your podcast. Um, I'm just excited to see what God's going to speak through us during this time. Thank you. Well, hey, I have a question. First of all, yes, I know you're young because you're in college, mm-hmm. but how old are you? I am. Ter- well, I'll be 21 in a few weeks. Wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we read your bio mm-hmm. and you are you, you have a lot of things going on um, and you're a, a social media influencer. Um, you have so many followers on TikTok. How many exactly? Um, right now, I believe I'm at 200, almost 230,000. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know what the number is, a high number. That sounds really high to me. <laughs> TikTok, I need to get on the TikTok train, evidently. <laughs> Well, TikTok is a fun place. I, I got on it during quarantine. I think that's where a lot of people like first like were introduced to it because there was nothing much to do. Um, and it was just very much like God's timing for that because that's just kind of how a bunch of me and my other like Christian like TikToker friends blew up was just during this time of 
quarantine and not doing much. And so um, it's, it can be a place for a lot of interesting, fun laughs, um, but it can also definitely be a place full of just worldly dark things. So I think once you get on there, you got to get your algorithm going. So that way, you know, you're feeding your spirit good things and not all the yeah. other trash that's sometimes on there. Well, I think you're right. Um, the quarantine was a time. So my boys um, had it um, and they may still have it. But what I do know is um, one of my sons did get I don't know. They call him TikTok famous because one of his videos went whatever is viral. I don't know if that's about what, what <laughs> yes. call it. viral. <laughs> he got like a million hits or whatever. It was really cute. Um, but here's the thing. So I don't have a TikTok, but my oldest son made my sisters and I a TikTok because we're kind of crazy and silly. <laughs> and, um, I'm not going to tell you what the name of that. It's like a sister's like, I don't even, he just has us do so many silly he videos us and he puts it on there and he's like our agent or something but um he has gotten us a lot of fault we have a lot I don't know not not like near as many as you do I'm gonna look it up and see but I'm not telling you the name of it if you know my sisters and I you could probably find it that's kind I'm of definitely gonna go stalking later and try and find <laughs> us it, blow it up sure but well <laughs> just know that we're normal I promise we're normal but um it's just is normal it kind of gives us a chance to be like crazy and silly um yes but I'm gonna look and see how many we have it's nothing compared to what y'all have but I'm like what they're following us <laughs> right what I don't even like get on there you know but yes put our stuff on there that's cool anyway we want to hear your story so we're going to give you a chance just to share that with us yeah so um my story, basically, I mean, a lot of people just know me from social media stuff, but truthfully, I've been a worship leader my whole life since I was six years old. I was um, leading worship at other churches, um, singing at weddings, and none of that is to like talk about, oh, I'm such a great singer. It's just genuinely um, something that I've always been very comfortable with and something that I've been doing for a long time in my life. And so um, growing up, I was just always breathe a singer, breathe a singer. Um, I was getting ready to go to college in 2018. I just graduated high school and I was going to go be a music major and I was going to pursue music because that, that had been my thing my whole life. And um, once I was like a few weeks away from going to college, I, I stopped and I was like, I can't do this. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I don't think I want to do music. I love leading worship, but but turning it into like this career um, was not my desire in my heart. And so I ended up taking a gap year. And during that time, I went through um, a lot of like, I would say not just like mental, but like emotional growth and stretching. Um, and uh, during that time I began writing and I had also been writing my whole life, but I had never shared it with anybody um, because I just that wasn't my thing. It, it was really personal and vulnerable and um, I, I wasn't comfortable yet. And so during this gap year in 2018, um, my choir director says, hey, we're, we're doing this um, church competition. It's like a church of God thing. It's called Team Talent that um, Lee University puts on in Cleveland, Tennessee. And so she invited me to be part of it and be a part of all their singing things. And I was like, yeah, you know, but while I'm part of, I'm in this like little phase of my life where I'm trying to figure things out, I'd actually really like to try submitting some writing pieces and she was kind of taken aback and she was like okay I didn't know you would be right and she she didn't even know if I could write and so it was kind of like this awkward phase where all of a sudden 
Bree was doing writing things and that wasn't her thing. Her thing was singing. And so um, I tried to, I wrote like the short story and I wrote a spoken word and it was the first spoken word I had ever written. And I didn't even specifically write it for the competition. I just wrote it because in my heart, um, I was struggling with this idea of, of being worthy of love. And I was trying to figure out why I kept ending up in these really toxic draining relationships throughout high school and why all the guys that I picked left me feeling awful about myself, left me feeling less than even, even just, I don't know what the word is for right now, but just less than worthy, I, I feel like. Um, and so I had written this, this piece and I was like, you know what, I think I want to take this to competition. And so I went to state competition and I well I won first place there but technically I was the only person to 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 compete in spoken word at state so I was just kind of like an automatic win and so um of course everyone was excited for me but I felt a little insecure because I was like that was just kind of like a default thing and so by the time I was going to international competition I was scared out of my mind I was like you know I have no idea if this is good or not I have no idea how people are going to react to it but from what I did know was that it had a very powerful story and it had this really deep meaning that was touching um so many girls that had heard it at state so many girls that I knew so many strangers um just that little video people started passing it around and they were telling me Brie people have to hear this spoken word there's so many girls in high school who are struggling with this idea of putting their worth in boys and putting their worth in how many guys guys like them or this type of guy who likes them and they don't understand the power of having your identity in Christ and so by the time I got to international competition I was scared out of my mind I had no idea if if this was good or if I could even do this and I hate speaking on stage again I've been singing my whole life but speaking was incredibly terrifying to me and I did my spoken word and I won runner-up and I was completely shocked by it so excited and I had all these judges and people again strange telling me your story just touched my heart you need to be sharing this with people and so I decided to go ahead and start writing a novel and at the time again I had no following I was just doing life I started going to college at that time as a psychology major and I started writing this novel and it was just because it was on my heart and by the time that it was ready to be released in the summer of 2020 all of this social media stuff blew up. It was during quarantine that my TikTok blew up, my Instagram started blowing up, and all these people started to say, oh my goodness, you have a novel that's coming out? Can I please read this? And it was just such a God thing to see that during that gap year, he was not just developing my heart, but like my skills and the things that he had already gifted me with. And this story that I thought was so just really stupid for a teenage girl to have was something that so many girls were actually struggling with deeply and something that God was going to use to speak to all these people. And so during that time of, of putting in that work and preparation of writing this novel and, and dealing with these things and going to therapy, the Lord was actually creating something that was going to touch like hundreds of thousands of people through my spoken words and TikTok videos, millions of people. And it's just a crazy thing to think that this, this is all super new to me still. And so it's not like, you know, I've spent my whole life building up to this moment. No, it really just came out of a heart of worship and saying like, okay, God, like, I'm just going to go through these, these things in this process and you're going to do what you want with it. And he just so far has completely blown me away um, with everything that he's done with it. Wow. Talk about God's divine appointments and steps and timing. I mean, yes. listening to you share that and seeing 
the steps of how he went before you, which we know that, but to see Mm -hmm. it out of going before you and prepping those things that you were walking in obedience with him, but you didn't even know what was coming or the time. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing can stop his plan. That's what. Yes. Right. We can plan our ways, but you know, God directs our steps. So absolutely. um, And I think it's cool just to, you know, so many Uh, well, I'll let Allie ask this question and then I'll have something to say about it. Okay. Yeah. Let's jump into the first question. So what exactly do you do on social media? So on Instagram and TikTok, um, I specifically am focused on teaching um, people all ages, but specifically like Gen Z about um, mental health, healing, identity in Christ um, and body image. And that's something that I think isn't talked about in the church enough is talking about body image because we live in such a culture that's all about, you know, like pictures on Instagram, love yourself, self-worth and posting lots of pictures of our bodies. And um, that's something that I've always struggled with is body confidence. Um, but I've learned that the, there, there, there's always like this in between. And, and I think so many people go to like extremes, whether that's with mental health, whether that's with body image, whether that's with um, heartbreak, whatever that is. And we treat it like you either pick, you know, 100%, just, just shove it all aside and just look to Jesus or go the worldly route and just own all of it and make it all about you. And I think what, what God has actually called us to do is our God is a God of process. And I believe that he totally has the power to heal people miraculously because he's God and he can absolutely do that. And I've seen that in my life, but I also know that, you know, he took seven days to create this entire world and he, he takes his time. He has a process for things. And so when it comes specifically to healing, um, there's a process within that. And so my focus is to teach people about healing, not just, um, you know, finding your, your scars and, and these vulnerable places in your, in your life and sitting in them in this victim mentality, but how do you actually take that and bring it to God and say, God, please take me through this process of healing. And so whether you're struggling with your body image, it's not about, you know, taking a bunch of selfies in a bikini and posting it and done, you're confident. There you go. You've done it. No, it's about understanding that the Lord has created you exactly the way that he meant for you to be. And the like he doesn't make mistakes in his art. And so when he made each of us, he had a purpose in that. And so how do you, how do you take that to God and say, okay, Lord, take me through this process of accepting the way that you've created me and the way that you've made me completely original. And then also when it comes to like healing from mental health, Lord, take me through this process of healing me from depression and anxiety and those types of things and and how do I go from this place of feeling so lonely and trapped to this place of healing because I think people get discouraged when they think you know it's just the snap of your fingers and you're going to go from rock bottom to sky high and I think there's a process between there um and so there's also a thing with cycles and I teach people a lot about cycles and and you know it's easy to be on the top of the world one day and the next day you're on the bottom. And, and if you don't learn how to break certain spiritual cycles, you're always going to end up back in them. And so I, I really do talk about so many things on social media, but I think number one and the most important thing I focus on is, is teaching people about healing. And I think that social media is a, an incredible tool. And I think not enough people take advantage of the fact that it is a tool. I think we use it a lot as a mirror um, for ourselves and to look at ourselves and, and to show off. But 
we don't use it to reach other people. And so the internet, we live in such a special time where the internet gives us access to so many people. Um, and so I just really want to be able to be a voice within this realm of social media to teach people about healing and finding your identity within Christ. I love that because I always say, you know, we have such access, huge access to people through social media. And mm -hmm. it's great to share fun, uh, nonsense things because um, we are, we need to have that time. But if that's all we're doing and we're not using it for, as Christians, if we're not using it for him in some way, um, when he leads us to, now I mean only when he leads us to, because some people, have social media and they, you just, you know, we all have those people in our life that they shouldn't have one because they just put everything <laughs> on there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's too much. I don't want to know that, you know, yes. as Christians, we should use everything that we have for him. And you are doing a great job. I love that you have a heart and passion um, for just body image and, and for girls and women to have a a God healthy um, awareness of that because we don't have enough of that. And it's, you know, you're basically reminding uh, women and girls of Psalm 139, 14, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and yes. doing that through the gifts that God has given you, um, yes. whether it be through song, whether it be through, um, you know, spoken word or just getting on there, TikTok videos, um, I love it. I'm so thankful that you're doing that. Well, thank you so much. It, the teaching part of it is it's, you don't just stop at the inspiration because a lot of times I think people want to inspire, inspire, but if you're inspiring someone, that's great. And they're like, oh, okay, I want to do this, but they don't have the tools to know how. Right. And so right. by teaching um, the terms like cycle or he's a God of process. Well, what does that mean? And what does that mean for your own life? I mean, they can actually put a term to that and say, okay, this is what that means. I see yes. that now. And that's how they can make changes. I, I love that. Great job. Well, okay. my question is, what inspired you to write your novel, April Showers? Yes. Yeah, so, so like I said, I had just started this process of writing during my gap year. Um, but that spoken word that I had done and, and performed over and over um, was this one titled Worthy. And it was about my story of being stuck in a toxic cycle of specifically one guy. Um, and he was just emotionally draining to, to be with. He was somebody who made me constantly feel less than, constantly made me work for his attention and his affection. Um, and it, by the time that I was turning 16 he had asked me to go to college with him because he was two years older than me and he was trying to pick a college and so he was trying to set up our whole rest of our lives um and i got to this place in my life where i was like wow i'm really about to give up the rest of my life to this person who makes me feel so unlovable and i had to take a step back from that relationship and walk away from that and that was one of the hardest things i had ever done and i was only 16 at the time and looking back at it now i'm like okay wow um i have a lot more perspective on this now but at the time it just felt like the end of the world um and by the time that i was um getting ready to go off to college and all these things um i had started dating a new guy and through this new guy i started to recognize how toxic 
my behaviors were. And because I came out of a toxic relationship, I was now toxic too. Um, and it, it made this healthy relationship incredibly difficult for me to be in. And so I ended up um, going through a lot of things during that time that made me do a lot of self like soul searching. And I was like, wow, I'm incredibly broken. I have severe trust issues. I have severe commitment issues. And those aren't just like words to just throw around. Like I, I don't use those words lightly. Like those things were very deep inside of me that, that were causing me to sabotage so many um, things going on within that, that new relationship. And when I was able to recognize that this was something that was not just a little breakup that I had to just move on from, it was something that I was having to fight through and a cycle that I was recognizing. I've been stuck in this cycle for five years. I have to find out how to break this and get out of it. It, it became like this monster of a task, it felt like. And it wasn't until I was able to get down on my knees in front of the Lord and say, I can't do this. I have no idea who I am. I have no idea how to love people, how to love guys correctly. I have no idea what love actually means. And I know that God is the definition of love. And I asked him, please show me what that means. Um, because this love that I see and I've experienced and that I believe is what I deserve is something that makes me feel terrible. And through that process, the Lord was able to, to just through series of revelations show me what his love for me actually looked like and through this guy that i was dating um just displayed this very selfless jesus-like love to me that i had to be like whoa there i know so many girls who are struggling with the things that i am struggling with with which is insecurity feelings of um not being enough and being stuck in toxic relationships are you seriously telling me that Jesus can fix this? Because I always heard it and I just didn't believe it. And I didn't know what that looked like. Um, and so I began writing this, this novel to, because in my head, again, I wanted to teach girls and I've always been a storyteller. I'm, I'm very dramatic. I'm very animated when I speak, but especially within writing, I'm just super over the top deep. And so I always saw that as just kind of like this um, quirk or something that was a bit annoying sometimes because I can't tell a story without going to, into like extreme detail, as you can see. Um, but it ended up being such a blessing by the time I started writing this novel. Um, and I had always wanted to write a book and this one felt like it had deep meaning to it. And by the time I finished writing it, um, and I had friends starting to read it, they were coming to me telling me, Brie, this is something that's really, really special and something that God has clearly anointed. Um, it wasn't just like this little project that I had taken on. It was actually something that was going to be used um, to, to take readers into this world of being April, that's the character um, that is representative of me, um, and going into that world and seeing how broken it feels to be within a relationship like that, how broken it feels to be struggling within a healthy relationship and not know how to handle it. Um, and to, to go through this process of recognizing what it means to be worthy of love and what it means to break out of cycles. And again, it was just something that was I, I had just written because it was on my heart. And by the time it blew up, I thought I was going to sell 20 copies of this book after I wrote it because I just had friends and family that were going to read it. And when my TikTok blew up, I had all these strangers coming to me saying, Brie, I need to buy your book. And I have received so many DMs to this day. I, it's been 
um, nine months since releasing that novel. And we have over 600 copies sold to date, which just blows my mind because that, that was never in my brain when I first started writing this. Um, and just like hundreds of DMs from people telling me that this story is one that really connected with them. And I have not just girls who have bought it for themselves, but mothers who have bought it for their daughters, aunts who have bought it for their nieces. I have, a, I have several girls who have said, who have heard my story and said, I went and I bought this book for my older sister because she's going through a breakup right now with somebody who was really terrible for her and I don't want her to go back. And it's just been something that has brought me to tears over and over again because it was always something that I just saw as so silly for me to be going through. And then to recognize that this was something that is like so deep within so many girls and not just young girls because divorced women also really enjoyed reading this book. Um, it's just something that I think, again, was just so anointed by God and something that I always thought was so silly that nobody would care about ended up becoming something that so many women struggle with and were afraid to even admit that, hey, this thing hurts, heartbreak hurts, toxic love hurts. Um, and it's not something that God even sees as silly because again, he is the definition of love. And so when he sees people abusing love and hurting other people, that breaks his heart too. And so again, it's just been absolutely incredible to see um, everything that he's done with this, this novel. And it's just been a journey that I'm still on, honestly. Well, I think it's amazing just at your age, how God is using you through mm -hmm. all of these things, especially this book to help heal, um, other, mm -hmm. other women and what they're going through You're, and also to help prevent maybe certain things that, uh, would happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just really amazing to see how God, can use anything and all things if we're willing to, you know, surrender and, and put it all out there, you know, just like mm -hmm. you're sharing your story here, right. you're sharing it through the book, um, all of these things. It's, yes. uh, if we keep it bottled up, we can't help other people. Yes, absolutely. Um, you use the phrase worthy of love so often. What does that mean to you when the Bible says that we are not worthy of God's goodness? Yes, so I get this question a lot from people. I do use the word, the the phrase "worthy of love." It's it's not trademarked or anything. It's just something that I constantly use over and over. And I get DMs from people all the time, just like bashing me and arguing with me and showing me all these scriptures. We're not worthy of love. We're not worthy of love. The thing that I've had to learn throughout my life is that I have constantly believed that I'm not worthy of love. Um, and truthfully, none of us are worthy of God's grace and God's goodness. And that is 100% true. We all fall short of the glory of God. However, because of what Jesus did on the cross, he deemed us worthy of love. Nothing that we could have ever done for ourselves is what makes us worthy of love. It's because God saw us, he created us, and he said, I love you. And that's truly what makes us worthy of love. Um, there have been so many times in my life where I have turned away from God's goodness, or again, I've dove into these toxic cycles because I've told myself, I'm not worthy of good things. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of, of being treated a certain way because I'm not enough. And the Lord has called me over and over and told me, no, Brianna, you are enough. I created you. I love you. 
And again, there's nothing in this world that I could have ever done because I'm broken and I'm a sinner, just like every other person on this earth. And so when I speak that phrase over and over, worthy of love, it's not to say everybody else, you know, needs to treat me a certain way because I'm calling myself this. No, I understand that by the grace of God, he has called me worthy. And so that is something that I've had to learn over the past few years and take hold of in my heart. Um, and it's been something that honestly has really transformed my life, especially as a young woman, um, because I think I, me and a lot of my friends have gone around looking for love in this world um, and it's never going to fulfill us. And so when we recognize that the Lord has, is already there, ready and willingly has given us his love. Um, it, it really is a, a life changer. And it sounds cheesy sometimes because when I was a teenager, I definitely thought that was cheesy when people would say, oh, you know, you don't need a boyfriend, you need Jesus. I was like, okay, but I want a boyfriend and Jesus. Um, but that's not how it works. It's, it's truly about understanding that everybody else is gonna fall short and the Lord's love is the only thing that's ever going to be able to fulfill us. Well, I love that too. And, you know, I have a, I actually write songs too. And one of my songs, there's a verse that says a line that says, you make me more than enough. And what you're saying is like, we are not enough. I say, we are not enough, but Jesus makes us more than enough. Yes. So we're not enough on our own, but because of Jesus, we're more than enough. Um, yes. through him and so I, I totally understand where you're coming from and I'm so glad you explained that um you just recently released your cover of the number one song driver's license by mm -hmm. um you rewrote the lyrics to be from God's point of view and how did that mm -hmm. come about by the way you have an amazing gorgeous voice mm -hmm. we listen to that <laughs> so great love yes. your voice but um <laughs> How did this come about? Thank you so much. Um, so that came about, um, again, through TikTok. Anything that I've done on TikTok that is blown up or gone viral, as people say, um, has always been really just coming from a place of how can I reach somebody who's hurting? Um, and so my first video to ever blow up on TikTok was a spoken word that I did titled Dear Addison Ray, which was all about um, girls and comparison um, and how we view ourselves. And that one blew up with 9 million views on TikTok. And then a couple months later, this song Driver's License by Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo came out. Um, and there was all these different versions on TikTok of people rewriting lyrics to it. And so that's a common thing for people to do on TikTok. Um, if you're, some people aren't familiar with that. Um, people will, will take a song and be like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing, but this is going to be from the, the boyfriend's point of view or the sister's point of view or the parent's point of view. Um, some people do parody ones and they're like, this is from the car's point of view um, that's been driving around in circles with this girl crying in it in the song. Um, and so there's, there were a lot of different versions popping up and this one girl had a, a God's point of view. And she had this one line, then it said, this is all for a purpose. You just can't see the whole thing yet, I believe. Um, or maybe it was just, this is all for a purpose. But either way, um, when I heard that line, it inspired me and I was like, wow, I would love to like jump on this train um, and just try it out myself. And so I, I, I wrote these lyrics, I prayed about it. I, I dug, dug into my Bible trying to, again, just like fill myself up with God's truth. What does the Lord say about us? What does he say about people who are hurting? What does he say about his, our, his plans for our lives? Um, and I wrote this, this song 
and it was driver's license from God's point of view. And so it was, it was supposed to be from God's voice speaking to, to his child who was hurting. And so the first two lines in there are my child, I see you running, but you can't outrun pain. Um, and just with that first line, when I posted that immediately that video took off and I had just this crazy amount of people telling me that this song had brought them to tears, that they were listening to it on a loop on repeat, um, just from the, the 60 seconds that I had posted on TikTok. And it was just this crazy amount of people saying, how, how is it that I was already in my room like hurting and then this song came out and it literally is the exact thing that I'm feeling and it's the, these exact emotions and the, these exact areas of pain that I'm struggling with, um, which again is just totally a God thing, totally something that he anointed and did what only he can do with it. Um, and so I had so many people telling me we want this song on Spotify. We want this song on Spotify. And so we started to go fund me. We raised almost $2,000 in order to be able to professionally record it and produce it. Um, and by the time we were ready to put it on Spotify, we found out that it is technically considered a parody. And so because of that, we have to get special permission to put it on Spotify. So it's been a crazy process. We're still in the process of trying to get that approved to be on Spotify. But in the meantime, we um, went ahead and created a music video for it. And the full song is on my IGTV. And um, it has a bunch of people who have shared it, watched it, listened to it over and over. Um, and that's just been something, again, that I never saw coming. I never intentionally planned out like, okay, and then in the month of January, I'm going to write this song. It was just something that came from my heart of, okay, where, where can I reach people who are hurting? Um, and it's just such a beautiful thing to, to see what God has done with that little snippet that I gave to him and gave to people and see like the crazy lengths he took it to, to just like completely speak to people. So encouraging. Yes, it really is. Just thinking that, you know, we don't have to have it all planned out. We don't like, we don't need to grasp onto the control of what we envision it being, but mm -hmm. just act one step at a time in obedience and let God do what he does best. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I, I love that. So you speak to a broad audience of women. I mean, middle school girls, um, college students, divorced women who seek to really just connect with your messages. Why do you think so women, so many women of all ages are able to connect to the messages that you preach? Yes. So again, me being young, I feel like a lot of people expect, you know, Gen Z, that's, that's your generation, that's your generation. Um, and as I've continued to just go through this journey of, of speaking on these things, I've found that literally women of all ages are coming to me saying, you have no idea how, how much this has impacted my heart. And it took me a long time to understand what that was. And I prayed about it a lot. And I've asked the Lord to like, okay, clearly my, you know, audience isn't just this younger group of people. And I think what I've been able to understand is that women have a lot of the same insecurities from, you know, when we're really young that we carry all the way out into adulthood until we're old. And I think that 
not enough people, especially older women, are able to acknowledge that they still have a lot of those same hurts that they grew up with when they were younger. Um, and so it's been a really cool thing for me to start speaking life into young women who are becoming women, um, but also to be able to speak to older women who are having to go backward into their past and say, wow, there are a lot of things that I never dealt with at this age that I want to start dealing with now. Um, and I think that overall, I think all people are searching for love in this world. And I think especially within women, we put that value into guys. And so when I start speaking about these things and I start speaking about the love of Jesus and how much God has um, already just put the absolute like most, it sounds dramatic, but it is a dramatic sacrifice that he made for us. You know, he literally put his life down in order to be with us. And I don't know what could possibly top that. And I, I truly do believe that the, that the story of Jesus's love for us is romantic. Um, and it's just one that is just full of sacrifice and something that women truthfully, I believe, crave with deep within their heart, this idea of somebody being so in love with them that they'll be going, willing to go to any lengths for them. Um, and so when I'm able to like preach that and make Jesus's story again, sound as beautiful as it truly is, I think so many women, regardless of what season of life they're in, are able to connect to that. And that's such a blessing and something that um, I'm so grateful to be able to talk about because trust me a few years ago if you had told me that I understood this concept I wouldn't have believed you because I was the epitome of a heartbroken girl who put all her worth into guys and so for to be able to speak this message now at my age and have so many different people connect to it I think it just made me recognize that we are all hurting in very similar places and that the Lord is able to use each of us together to to make this work and reflect back to him so good um okay so your songs um spoken word people can find you on tiktok instagram um where can they find your book yes so the book my book is linked in my instagram bio um if you go to my instagram or my tiktok it's the same it's brie b-r-i-i-i -I -I dot swan with two n's so it's brie with three eyes along with two ends um but there's a link there to my website it has my book it has um the link to some merch that i have but if you also just go to amazon and you search april showers that's the title of my book you can find it there i cannot wait to get this book and read it i know and <laughs> um yes. so as your sisters in christ we want to say thank you for just using your gifts your platform to encourage women and we look forward to seeing what more um you'll have to share with us in the future. Awesome. Thank you guys so much.